Don't forget who I am. Don't forget what I am. I am a black dude. And don't ever forget how I got here. My ancestors were kidnapped. I don't even know where the fuck I'm from. They were put on the bottom of boats. They sailed them across the Atlantic. Many of them died. Only the strongest survived. And once they got here, they beat the humanity out of my people. They turned us into beasts of burdens. They made us do their work. And the irony is, hundreds of years later, they called us lazy. We fought in the Civil War. We damn near freed ourselves. Now, here we all are. 400-year nightmare. Took us 400 years to figure out as a people. The white people's weakness the whole time. Was kneeling during the national anthem. Give my regards to Paris I make them go bananas for the noble savage Stake them, let them have it Allow me to establish the tone From a holding pattern above Saturn Listen, they told me I was bound to lose I had the crown to prove and fucked around and found the tools Could've failed, but I'm more compelled I torched the trails of an awesome wells Rock jewels, biggest oyster shells To go from showman to shaman is not common Yo, yo, yo What up, everybody? What up, what up, what up? Welcome, welcome, welcome Welcome to the Hood Loves Me Podcast I am your gracious host Mitchell Brown, thank y'all for being here, for joining us on this podcast, um, on this episode, and and e- even, though, even though it's off schedule, it's only off schedule, and I, I'm going to be real, I'm, I'm going to be real with y'all, alright, as this, uh, 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 as this Black Thought and Schoolboy Q, yo, believe Black Thought and Schoolboy Q, I'm telling you, man, Black Thought and Schoolboy Q on a record in 2020, bro, it, this is this has been the this has been this has been this is this has been an incredibly an incredibly long year. Do with that whatever you want to do with that. But um, so every um I guess homecoming is uh is a little special for us here at the podcast. Um, we started this pod maybe I say maybe a month. Before homecoming four years ago? Three years ago? Three years ago. 2017. Um so you know, home, homecoming for black schools is a big deal. Either way. Either way, it's a big deal. Right? So, you know, with pandemic, no homecoming. Right? Cool. Um, some friends of mine. Shout out to my homegirl Tiffany. Y'all might remember Tiffany from the Quiet Money episode. Shout out Tiff. Tiff, what up? Uh, Tiff comes up with the idea. Yo, man, we should do. We should go to Mexico for homecoming. Niggas in Mexico. You know what? I'm with that. Right? Flights was cheap. You know she's really good at that. Um, booked the flight. It was like 200 bucks. Right. Um. And now I go dig up my passport. And my passport expired in April. Right? Cool. No, I, I, I'm not really too worried. Right? It's still enough time. About a month and change or so to send it in. Boom, 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 boom. Sent it in. Um, 
didn't get it back. Got it back. You listen, got it back yesterday. Right. We were supposed to be gone from the 14th to the 18th. They were gone, had a great time. I was wallowing in a glass cage of emotion here in New Jersey. All right. I was not happy. Um, Particularly because, uh, well, I mean, I've adopted a, a mentality in my life where everything is my fault. Right. So it's my fault. That I didn't go. And that's what kind of made it worse for me. Because I was like, damn, I should have done better. I should have been better. I should have taken care of this shit beforehand. The shit expired in April. I should have sent it in in April. May, June, whatever. I should have done it. Wasn't thinking about it. Out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. I wasn't really anticipating going anywhere. Right? Um, I'm, I'm still kind of halfway operating under this quarantine mentality where i don't go anywhere or i don't you know what i mean it, it ain't, I, I ain't really trying to hang out too much per se but um yeah so you know i i, I had already scheduled not to do the pod because i anticipated not being able to do it in mexico and when i was in new jersey unhappy i was like yeah uh don't nobody want to hear me be unhappy i mean some of y'all want to do some of y'all may want to may want to hear me unhappy but that's only because you're haters So, here we are, right? Um, one thing that 2020 has done well in, in, in the eyes of, of, of the masses, right, is 2020 has been a good year for music, all right? Like, any kind of hip-hop you are, like, and, yo, listen, it took us a decade to get one J Electronica album. 2020 gave us two. Right? I mean, y'all remember Meg dropped Sugar earlier this year? That was this year. Jadakiss dropped an album this year. Right? I mean, yo, Royce dropped an album this year. That was this year. It was this year, man. Party Next Door, this year. You know what I'm saying? Division dropped an album this year. Like, you know, I can't forget about that. Alfredo, Alfred. Because a lot of you guys are talking about this Benny the Butcher album and y'all saying, oh man, it's the best album of the year. And I mean, eh, it's it's good. It, it's it's good. Um, It's not what I want to hear from Benny. It's not what I want to like. And, and I mean, m- maybe it's the hit boy thing. And this is no slight to hit boy. Hit boy is excellent. Hit boy is excellent at crafting music. I just don't think that I want to hear Benny with hit boy. I don't want to hear like. One way that I always measure. Uh. A rapper, a lyricist, right, is how he performs on his project with other elite talent, right? For example, one of the knocks, in my opinion, with Rick Ross is the fact that Rick Ross never had the best verse on any of this project. So he was featured with somebody that Rick Ross would want to be compared to. 
Okay. If it's a song with Rick Ross and Nas, Nas always has the best verse. If it's a song with Rick Ross and Jay-Z, Jay-Z always has the best verse. Right. One thing that you could say about T.I. When T.I. came out and I don't remember what album this project was on, but that Swagger Like Us song where at the time, you know, four of the biggest names in, in, in hip hop, T.I. at the time being the smallest. You had Jay-Z, you had Lil Wayne, you had Kanye, and you had T.I. And T.I., because it was his song on his album, was like, yo, fuck that. I don't care how many times I got to do my verse over, my shit's going to bang. And, again, this Benny, this, this Burden of Proof project is really good. Right? I just, all right. So when I when I when I think of street shit, I need street sounding beats, right? For whatever reason, Hit Boy's drums don't knock like that. His shit is good, but his shit don't knock. You know what I'm saying? Even like even like the Hit Boy Nas shit, that shit don't knock, right? If if like you talking some street shit, I need some knock. I need them snares to bang. I need that shit to slap, right? Like like. I I still think that Tana Talk Three is the best Benny the Butcher project. Um, I still listen to Tana Talk Three, and again, this project is excellent. Right, Kanye. I mean Kanye. Conway's verse. I mean, maybe it may have been the best Conway verse that I've heard. Right. I mean, even like those eight bars from Gibbs. That shit fit. Holes get fucked and sent home early. Just like the clip. Like that shit. Yo, this was the best Lil Wayne verse that we've heard in. Woof. You drowning in the fire while I'm snorkeling through gasoline. Like, I mean. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> with Pirelli tires. With Pirelli tires on Chevy trucks, but still a good year. Like, yo, listen. That Wayne verse was. And. Yeah, on, you know what I'm saying, shit like Trade It All, you know what I'm saying, shit like Sly Green, you heard that Benny that, like, we fell in love with, um, but, like, I would have, I would have liked to hear the plugs I met Benny, you know what I'm saying, just that sound, just that vibe when I'm hearing Benny. Right. Like, like, like I, I, I view these, you know, Griselda niggas like the, the last of the street hip hop. Right. You might have cats that, that, you know what I mean? Might make other street records, but like, to me, these were supposed to be mainstream street niggas. Right. Like, like I'm, I'm not, not, not saying that I'm comparing them stylistically, but like how Mob Deep was mainstream street niggas. Granted, this was a different time. But when you listen to Mob's music, you hear that. I mean, Havoc was the best with the drums. Havoc snares bang like few others, right? On top of the fact that the early Griselda shit had Derringer, had a lot of Alchemist on it, right? And I mean, Alchemist is one of the, the, the greatest producers of, you know, grimy, gritty hip-hop music that there is. And maybe that's the sound that I fell in love with. Maybe that's the sound that I was expecting. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
I say that to say 2020 is the longest fucking year ever. And there are tons of projects that's out that probably won't even get its just due um, because certain shit we got to hear outside. Like, 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 again, I don't I, I don't know if it's something with, you know, the Sonos speakers. I don't know if it's something with, um, you know, the speakers in Giselle. I don't know if it's my AirPods. But Hit Boy shit don't knock to me. Right? Or maybe it's just something like this whole kind of digital era of music. Where like, you know, you listen to Ready to Die on like 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 if you're as old as me, you might still have Ready to Die on CD. You may even still have it on cassette. And if you listen to it on any kind of analog version and then you compare it to the digital, uh, the digitally remastered shit, you like, ugh. one of them just sounds has a little bit more feeling. You could just feel it more. I don't feel this burden of proof album. I don't I don't I don't feel it. Great work. Excellent work. It just don't hit me emotionally. Yet that might change. Like I said, great work. This shit is good. Like, I like, you don't skip a song. This shit is really good. Really, really good. Benny rapping. Like, Benny can rap. Even, even like, because listen, I came in here ready to kill Hit Boy. Like, yo, man. But then, like, I listened to this shit again. And I was like, and then as soon as I was like, man, look at this beat. This old weak ass shit. This beat right here. But this shit weak. And then, like, it, and, then, and then it'll drop it. Or he would switch it up. And I was like, oh, yeah, nah, son. This shit sounds good. Right. And, 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 oh, and again, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm fucked up. Maybe I'm the one that's weird, but I don't want to hear Benny sounding good. Like I want to hear like I, I, I want that menacing. You know what I'm saying? I was slanging raw back when Nicki Minaj was in a training bra. Like I want to hear that, you know, that shit that make, you know what I'm saying? I can't, I, I can't, I can't do no prison workouts listening to Burden of Proof. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You could do 10 sets of 10 on a pull-up bar listening to 10 to talk three. That's all I'm saying. Right? Um, don't let this be uh, like an indication that you shouldn't go listen to it. You absolutely should go listen to Burton Approved. You should go listen to Streams of Thought, uh, Streams of Thought Volume 1, 2, and 3. Right? You should go listen to these things. You know what I'm saying? Right? You should listen to Who Made the Sunshine. You feel what I'm saying? You should listen to King's Disease. Right. But you also should listen to Rich Slave by Young Dolph. You should listen to that also. You feel what I'm saying? You should. You should listen to Alfredo with Gibbs and, and uh, fucking Alchemist. Wow, man. Run the Jewels 4 came out this year. Man, hella shit came out this year. And you should listen to it because you ain't really got shit else to do. It's getting colder and uh, this shit, this, this like COVID shit ain't slowing down at all. Um with that being said, we are not going to slow down at all. Sit back, strap in. Great episode coming. Um, let me get with y'all right after these brief messages. I'll talk to you soon. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to the Hood Loves Me podcast. Thank y'all for joining us. As we say always, if this is your first time listening to the Hood Loves Me podcast, subscribe, rate, and comment. 
hella platforms we on. Uh, far too many to name. Yeah, I heard about uh, my disappointment in the intro and um, got a great show set out for y'all regardless. I'm just trying to take a little bit of notes right here, but my pen is acting up. Don't you hate when that happens? Yeah, you be writing straight the whole day. You be writing fine the whole day. Pen be working. Got access to all of the tools. Shit is working properly. And then when you need it, it craps out. Right? It is... Um, this, th- this past week has been a test of my optimism. Right? As 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 I said now, as I reach for a new pen, because the pen that I had let me down, um, I am fortunate that I just have another pen. Right. Could you imagine living in a time where like. The fountain pen, right, the big pen was like the technological advance, you know what I'm saying? Believe it or not. For you 19 year olds, uh, the big pen is a relative new invention in the eyes of humanity, right? Let me um, finish what I was writing before I, I forget. Got it. All right. So, um, I, you know what? This isn't even a topic that I got written down, but we're going to talk about it. I was talking about the big pen and how um, relatively new, right, in terms of the landscape of humanity, the big pen is, right, relatively new. It's a relatively new concept. No bullshit. Um, because if you remember before that, right, they they would they they would show the 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 old white guy sitting at the the desk under candlelight. He had like, you know, the feather with the little jar of ink, and he would tap into it. Right, I guess I, I guess I'm talking about a time when only white dudes knew how to read and write. Um, kudos to the progress we made in, in that department, getting more people literate. But uh, it's a shame that we don't use the literacy uh, in 2020. But but that's another conversation. So think about how different somebody's life was from 1820 to 1920. And then think about how different someone's life is not from 1920 to 2020. Right. Think about all of the technological improvements that was made. And like like if you were alive in 1820. Seriously, seriously, if you're black, white, whatever, if you're alive in 1820, you take a nap, you take a hundred year nap, you wake up in 1920, everything about your life is different. The house you live in is different. Right? Like, are we even sure they had, like, rooms and shit back in 1820 inside people's homes? Right? And and, and, and I'm not talking about, like, you know, the, the rich people that owned other human beings. I'm just talking about a regular, you know, a regular uh, 
I guess a regular American. They had the United States of America in 1820, right? A regular American. Did you have multiple rooms inside of your dwelling in 1820? Because, you know, you could be the poorest of the poor and you had separated dwell. You know, I'm saying you had separations in your dwelling in 1920. Right. Um, What what I'm what what I'm saying is right. And and this is a theory, um, not too heavily researched theory, but. uh, If you had a pickup truck in 1920. Your pickup truck in 2020, is it? I mean, it's different, right? There are improvements. It's safer more fuel efficient um you know more uh uh i mean i mean shit maybe it's even motorized they have motorized vehicles automobiles and I, i'm not 100 sure uh, i don't know exactly um but you had one right i believe they did because jack johnson used to drive automobiles and jack johnson wasn't fighting in 1920 um because what what I'm what what got me on the topic of 1920 is uh, uh, you guys may have seen that article that's floating around where they're talking about uh, human remains being found in the Tulsa uh, uh, Tulsa Tulsa Oklahoma area Tulsa Oklahoma Oklahoma area. <laughs> I'm tripping. Um, but yeah, it, it's 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 intriguing to think about all, all of the advancements we we've you know we're led to believe we've made as as a society, as a species, even. Right? They would have you believe that this is the most evolved Homo sapiens have ever been. And if that's the case, it's real fucked up. Okay. And and I mean that's all that that that's like and this is just a this is this is just a full tangent right now. Um but but that's one of the issues that um I think we as a society have with religion. Religion tells us that um, that we're the best that God can do, right? Religion tells us, pause, Christianity tells us um, that we are made in God's image. And I think that's all relative. I, I think that's all open to interpretation. I believe that it's not something to be taken literally, um, but I digress. So, the belief is if we're made in God's image, and that means that God, it's all perfect, all knowing, all powerful being. You can't, I can't, I can't, I cannot believe that this nigga got the same body as me, that he's shaped like I'm shaped, two arms and two legs and two eyes. And I, I, you know what I'm saying? I can't believe that. I don't believe that. Um, because I believe in, in, I, if you believe in the, the the literal teachings of any Christian book, of any religious book, then that means that there aren't any aliens. 
Right, and, and and like I I don't mean aliens in terms of like you know what I'm saying no type of fucking Sigourney Weaver movie and nothing like that. I mean, like other intelligent life in the universe, and it's hella ignorant to think that we are the best that the universe can create. Right, this is a George Carlin joke, but there's a lot of things. There's a lot of disgusting things that you might see a rat do, right? Like like a like a literal rat. I don't mean no Takashi type shit when I say rat. I mean a literal rodent, a rat. There's a lot of nasty shit that a rat would do. Right? One thing you've never ever seen a rat do is you've never seen a rat fuck a child rat. You've never seen a rat fuck a dead rat. Right? You you, you I don't I don't care how long You've been, you have, for whatever reason, animals ain't pedophiles, right? Animals ain't out here fucking little baby animals. That's some human shit, okay? That's what people do, right? So, so when you think that, like, this is the most sophisticated, where, you know, leaps and bounds Right. Like like I see a lot of us wearing shirts that say, like, I I am my ancestors wildest dreams and all that shit. Yeah, I think that your ancestors had better dreams. I think it's a little vain as well as a little ignorant. To believe that you. Are your ancestors wildest dreams. All right. I'm just saying, we all, present company included, we all can be and should be doing a lot better. I don't think I'm speaking out of turn. I don't think I'm talking down to anyone when I say that none of us, nobody involved in this podcast, not the motherfucker recording it, not the people listening to it are operating at our full potential for whatever reason. And I get it, man. Shit is hard, right? Shit is hard and shit real. And this shit is no joke. But we ain't our ancestors wildest nothing. And we ain't the best that anybody with any level of power can do. And you ain't got to look no further than who our leaders are. Right. For whatever reason, for whatever reason, the system is what the system is. And we vote for the people that are presented to us to vote for. And we have the choices that we have. And I'm not going to talk about the debate now. Actually, you know what? Fuck it. I'm, I'm Mine as well. Let's talk about this. The, let's, let's let's talk about this debate. I am recording this the night of uh, the last, thank God, presidential debate. And I am so can I just want this thing over with. I never wanted an election over with faster than I want this one over with. I, I, last episode I came on here and I said, who's still undecided? Hey, listen, I met an undecided voter, right? He's 24, but I met an undecided voter. And I said, he's 24. Like, that's a bad thing, man. I would love to be 24, but, um, he don't know shit about boxing. 
You know what I'm saying? He don't know. He don't know. I mean, I mean, who? You don't know shit about boxing. But he's an undecided voter, and I'm like, yo, bro, you're not really undecided. It's okay if you want to vote for Trump. You know what I'm saying? I, I, that's that's like what I, I I feel like anybody that says they're undecided is just looking for a reason to vote for Trump, even if that reason isn't real life. Right. But, you know, we got the debate and the debate was whatever the debate was. I didn't see all of it. Um, and it, it was it was it, whatever, whatever. We just need to get this shit over with. This shit is. This is this is not. I mean, this is this isn't good for any of us. These these guys are not good for any of us. It's just not. It's it's just not. Right. Um, but I mean, yo, that's twenty twenty, man. Right. Twenty twenty. Is. I mean, every year it gets it gets fucking crazier, right? Because I was saying twenty nineteen, like 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 when I was tripping about. Think about how easy and simple life was when, like, LeVar Ball was the biggest thing we had to talk about in news. You know what I'm saying? Right? Y'all remember LeVar Ball, right? Right? Like, y'all remember Big Baller? You remember when Big Baller Brand, Big Baller Brand was the, the, the bee's knees? Right? Y'all remember? You know what I'm saying? Right? Like, like you know, like you remember when it was like a big deal that Jay-Z and his sister-in-law got into an altercation? Right? Could right? You remember when that was a big deal? When like it was like, oh my god, what are we? Now, fast forward to now, right? We got motherfuckers taking the side of a dude that shot a chick. Talking about we need to uh uh we need to hear you know what shorty might be lying like you know what I'm saying you right you remember when you remember when it was like you know what I'm saying hey listen 2020s taught me a whole lot of things 2020 for the first time ever in my life 2020 has presented a scenario. Where I'm actually cheering for cancer. Right? And that and 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 this sounds because you know people are like Mitch, what the fuck are you talking about, right? But Rush Limbaugh has I I think it's lung cancer. And this this fucker is still doing his radio show. Kudos to him. He is hella committed. Hey guys, I have um you, you know it's it's the fourth quarter of the year. Um, there's some shit that I got to do work-wise. Some numbers that I got to hit. There's, there's some things that I would like to do for myself. And these activities may or may not pull me away from this podcast. Right? So, I say all that to say, if I have stage four lung cancer... I'm not sure if I'm doing the pot, but Rush Limbaugh is doing his show and whatever, right? I don't want to, I, I, I don't want, I don't want to wish death on anybody. I'm wishing Rush um, an extremely long recovery. 
Um, but I distinctly remember when Eric Garner was murdered and, you know, we were, we were, uh, wearing the, I can't breathe shirts and the, I can't breathe hoodies. And it was a big deal. And Rush Limbaugh on his radio shows, I can breathe. You breathing now, bitch. Is you breathing now, Rush? Motherfucker. You breathing now? You know what I'm saying? And this was a time where, like, you know, they would say, oh, man, just wait. All of these white supremacists, they're going to die off and we're going to be all right. And that's really not true. Right. But we're not going to talk about that either. Right. I'm going to talk about um, that. um, uh, What's the company? Oh, man, I should have pulled it up. I should have pulled it up. But um, the company that. Makes or made Oxycontin because I was talking about Rush Limbaugh. Rush Limbaugh was a uh, a spokesperson for Oxycontin. Um, Purdue Pharmaceuticals. Yeah, they pled guilty. I didn't, I I didn't know. You know what? Let me let me let, 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 let me just run a Google search. Oxy. Here we go. Oxycontin maker pleads guilty. Right. Oh man, 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 no, no, that's not it. Fuck, dude. Technology got me looking bad. Technology got me looking bad. Oxy content. Lawsuit. No, no. Is it a lawsuit? I thought it was. Um, all right, here we go. It's from NPR. Purdue Pharmaceutical reaches $8 billion opioid deal with Justice Department over Oxy content sales. Hey, listen, man. Listen. All right, here we go. Purdue Farmers headquarters in Stanford, Connecticut, 2019. Purdue Farmer makes of Oxycontin and his owners, the Sackler family, have faced hundreds of hundreds of lawsuits over the company's alleged role in the opioid epidemic that has killed more than 200,000 Americans. Let me tell you. The president talks about fake news all the time. Okay. Um, There is fake news. All right. If anybody who's not white and rich does something to kill 200,000 people, many of them white people, motherfuckers is going to jail. Right. But it says here and let me give credit to the person that wrote this article. This is um, uh, NPR dot org. Brian Mann. Right. Um, there's a, I, I, I guess they do talking. Oh, that's so lazy. And and you know what? A lot of this shit is the hidden headlines that we have. Right. But that's so lazy. Right. Whereas oh, you got you got it. I mean, it's, it's a couple paragraphs. It's not a long read, but they got a five minute. I guess him talking about it also. But whatever. Here we go. Um, Justice Department announced Wednesday a global settlement of civil and criminal investigations into Purdue Pharma's aggressive marketing of opioid medications, including Oxycontin. Federal officials have long maintained Purdue's actions helped fuel a a prescription opioid epidemic that has killed more than 232,000 Americans, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. But the deal unveiled Wednesday morning, which includes three felony guilty pleas, 
won't result in company officials or members of the Sackler family who own Purdue Pharma serving prison time. However, Justice Department officials said this deal does not preclude future criminal prosecutions of the individuals involved in Purdue Pharma's opioid marketing practices. They said those separate investigations are ongoing. Hey, come on, man. Come on, man. The fuck is that, man? So, so like, 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 I guess they want us to, oh, well, it's a good thing because, you know, uh, uh, these people are ordered to pay $8 billion. This company is ordered to pay $8 billion with a B dollars. And, um, that would effectively bankrupt the company, except the company filed for bankruptcy last year. So, I guess, you know, this puts them out of business effectively. Um, but like they still made the money. Right. And 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 like a lot of the 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 way that shit works, it's it's out of the scope of thinking for average people. Right? So like how the president pays whatever the president pays in taxes, right? How 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 companies like Amazon say that how like they avoid paying taxes right like like amazon makes their money off of the web services that they charge other companies to run their web services for their logistics of their businesses right and what the average consumer knows amazon for is their retail operation so that's how you know they're able to sell um a vacuum for $50 less on Amazon.com when you're shopping for the vacuum than they would on whatever Best Buy or Dyson or whatever, right? Amazon declares a loss on the retail side. And the loss is greater than, the loss that they claim is greater than the revenue and the profits that they earn from their web services side. So they declare this loss when it's time to pay taxes. There's no loss, right? So you got the, the Purdue Pharma, and they've been pumping this Oxycontin shit for, I don't know, 20 years at least? Come on, man. Come on, man. Like, this ain't no punishment in real life. You feel what I'm saying? It's not no punishment. It's like if somebody got a bad dose, the whole block fucking overdose on this shit, and fiends is dropping dead, and they catch the nigga that's selling the drugs. They catch the supplier. They catch the plug. Not the nigga that's nickel and diamond. Not the niggas that's selling halves and 20s, but the, the plug. And, like, he ain't got to go to jail. He just can't sell this shit no more. That ain't, what the fuck is that, bro? That's what we doing? Right? And, and listen, it's like that everywhere. It's like that everywhere in media. And I've seen that heavy this week. Right? Um, one of the things that I've seen was, right, Odell Beckham is in the news because they're they're talking about how uh, uh, he's banned from LSU um, for two years uh, because right that's a, that's the headline 
where they talk about Odell Beckham's banned for two years because and and I'm I'm really I'm really gonna get this guy's name because because this is important that we know this guy's name. But the headline reads Odell Beckham talks about Odell Beckham and you know we're you know we're supposed to give a shit about Odell Beckham. Um, <coughs> excuse me. We're supposed to give a shit about Odell Beckham. Damn, let me uh, let me take a sip. Um, but we're supposed to give a shit about Odell Beckham giving college kids money out of his own pocket. That's what that's what we're supposed to give a shit about. I don't give a shit about that. I don't think that's anything. That that's the, I don't think that's a punishable. Offense, man, what the fuck is it, dude? I cannot find. All right, that's okay. Hopefully, um, hopefully CNN comes through the fake news media of CNN, right? So Odell Beckham is receiving payments, blah blah blah. Uh, former part of my take podcast, the seven third, the seven third. No, 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 no. See, and this, and, and see, this is that bullshit that I'm talking about. So now I'm gonna talk bad about CNN. Um, CNN produces article and David Close of CNN, right, talks about and and and, and the headline is report LSU bans Odell Beckham Jr. and self imposes penalties as NCAA investigates rules violations. Let me tell you something. NCAA is reviewing blah 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 LSU. Right, right. Here we go. <coughs> Um, according to Bob, right, it's all this talks about is Odell Beckham giving cash to the players, right? Um, I wonder if ESPN is going to let me down. Mind you, all I did was Google search Odell Beckham, right? I, 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 I ran a Google search for, for, for Odell Beckham and let's see if anybody talks about the white guy who was embezzling money from a hospital to pay the father of an offensive lineman. That's the story. Okay? Here we go. And this is from um, Mark Schleback. And Adam Rittenberg. Okay. Um, they say that uh blah, 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 blah. It's, it's, it's some stuff in there, outright Oda Beckham always use and third. Da, 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 da. Um, the most serious allegation related to LSU's football program involved booster John Paul Foons, a former CEO of a hospital foundation whom the enforcement staff accused of providing funds to the families of current and former student athletes arranging for members of the institution's football staff to use a private plane and offering internships to football student athletes. (coughs) I am struggling. The NCAA enforcement staff confirmed that Funes arranged employment beginning in 2012 for the parents of a then football student athlete and paid the father 180000 during the 2012-2017 season for a no-show job. 
A no-show job is basically you get a paycheck, you don't bring your ass to work. All right? Fraud. And, and, and for lack of a better term. The father, who was identified as Individual C in a federal indictment, is the father of former LSU offensive lineman Vidal Alexander. Vidal was a four-year starter. His father, James Alexander, is a self-employed entrepreneur in Atlanta. In October, Fumes pled, pleaded guilty to embezzling more than 500000 from the hospital foundation and giving some of the money to the parents of two former LSU players. He was sentenced to 33 months in federal prison. What I read here is, if you white and you, you know, just be cool how you be cool, you can steal 500 grand that the government knows about and just sit on ice for three months. Three years, rather, excuse me. But that's the story. The story is an Odell Beckham putting a couple hundred dollars in Justin Jefferson's hand because they won a national championship. That's not the story. The story is this dude embezzling money from a hospital to pay an offensive lineman's father for a job he ain't never going to do. That's the story. Right? And we see stories like this in sports all the time. Okay? Um, you guys may have heard of the the quarterback now plays for the Miami Dolphins, used to play for the University of Alabama, Tua, I'm going to get his name right, Tonga Vailoa. That Hawaiian kid, you know what I mean? That left-handed kid with the real good arm. Right? And and Tua, you know, gets the starting job in Miami. He's a rookie. Hopefully he has a long and prosperous career. And they talk about Ryan, Ryan, Ryan Fitzpatrick. And I'm not going to look up the article, but I think it was some other ass bag on ESPN. Talking about the leadership of Ryan Fitzpatrick and uh, Josh McCown. And I'm curious to know when mediocre black players get heralded for their leadership. I mean, because the I mean, I, I I would even say that the McCown guy, I think I, I think it's Josh McCown or Luke McCown. One, both of both of them ain't really hitting. They're you know marginal NFL quarterbacks. Right? Space fillers. You know what I'm saying? So, they talk about, oh man, look at the the great leadership. And we never hear about the leadership for black players. Ever. Right? Like, if you listen to how they talk about athletes in the media, right? They, you know, they don't ever call black athletes sneaky athletic. Deceptively quick. You never hear that. Right? I mean, yo, we got Derrick Henry, 250 pound ass, outrunning defensive backs. They don't call him deceptively quick. You know what I'm saying? He's not he's not he's not he's not sneaky athletic. Right? Julian Edelman, sneaky athletic, scrappy. Right? What a savvy player. What what it, what intelligence, what football intelligence he plays with. You know what I'm saying? 
right? I mean, I mean, to me, someone that's football intelligent is is a motherfucker like Ted Ginn. Look up how long Ted Ginn been in the league. Ted Ginn is a, is an intelligent football player if I ever seen one. That motherfucker always know where the sideline is and runs his ass to it. You hear me? But I, I was thinking about the story because um, you guys may have seen the 30 for 30 they had with Michael Vick. I watched some of it. Um, I missed more of it than I watched. But I did see the part where they had Donovan McNabb. And they talked about, um, and, you know, McNabb talked about uh, how he hosted Mike Vick when I believe Mike Vick came to visit Syracuse. I've heard that story before. Um, story that I didn't hear was how Mike, how, you know, like Donovan McNabb played such a major part in getting Vic that second chance in Philadelphia with the Eagles. And how, um, you know, he worked with Vic to get Vic back. It's leadership. That's sacrifice. That's security as well. Like, like, you know, not being insecure. You know what I'm saying? Inviting somebody to work with you at your job who may be better than you at your job. That takes, you know what I'm saying? It didn't work out for Donovan at in, in, in the end, right? He ended up getting traded to the Washington Racial Slurs. They tried to start that white dude, Kevin Cobb. He ain't, he... He is who we thought he was. Insert Vic. He was able to get, you know, a second round of, uh, he was able to resurrect his career to some extent. But that don't happen. But no, not then, not now are people writing articles about Donovan McNabb's leadership. Nobody. Nobody's writing articles about his leadership. Nobody's ever said anything about how good of a leader he is. Nothing. Right? Nothing. We don't ever hear that. Right? But but I digress from my original point. My original point was these headlines. These headlines don't be real life. These headlines be fucking false. These headlines are here um, as clickbait and bullshit like that, man. <clears throat> right. One headline I seen floating around was a headline about the Derek Chauvin dude, the dude that murdered, you know, like George Floyd. And the headline reads, judge drops third degree murder case charge against former officer Derek Chauvin. Now that's gonna get people up in arms and shit. They gonna be like, "Oh my god, this is that bullshit? Is that? I can't believe it!" Right now, some people read the article, some people didn't. Okay, but it says, "But second degree murder charge remains." 
A better headline is Derek Chauvin charged with second degree murder charges upheld. Like what like what is we really doing? All right, listen, I urge people, please people don't be lazy, read this shit. Don't be lazy, read this shit. Don't be lazy, please don't be lazy. We have every reason not to be lazy. Right? We have every reason not to like 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 to get actual factual information. You know what I'm saying? Listen, man, that was a time when people used to like pack all their shit up and like put it in wagons and ride horseback to a different part of the country they never been in and shit. Fuck a Yelp review, fuck ladders.com and Glassdoor and all that other shit. Fuck all that shit. You know what I'm saying? This is what they did because their cousin told them, yo, man, it's land out here. Speaking of reading shit for yourself, um, Colin Kaepernick has some excellent essays. In fact, you know what? Let's make that a topic. Y'all know how I feel about Colin Kaepernick. Let's see. Colin Kaepernick. I read one. Let's see what Google tells us. Here we go. Oh, no, no, no. We're not going to do that. Is there a way for me to get it directly? I don't want to read anything from... Um, here we go. Is this the PDF right here? Right, because these headlines, man. These headlines is all fucked up. Um, this is... Okay, this is this is, uh, this is this is this guy's paper. I don't want to read this guy's paper. I'm not even going to say this guy's name. All right. We'll, 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 we'll just go back to CNN and see what CNN says about it. Right. Here we go. Connor Kaepernick calls for abolishing police and prisons in new essay series. Right. But it's not going to give you. I'm not going to read this. I'm not going to read this. But uh, please, I urge you to read. Um. The movement for a future without policing and prisons. I urge you to. I don't know if we'll ever get. I mean, I'm confident I will never see it in my lifetime. But. It's very good. Very good. Okay. Um. Let's see, let's see, let's see. What else, what else, what else? I have, I, you know what, I have some topics, but we were just, you know, we're just talking shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, I felt compelled to come to you guys after my failure last weekend. Um, but... Mm, I mean, can we even call her a failure? Can't really call her a failure. And I, I'm, 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 I'm talking about that Amy Coney Barrett woman. I'm just saying. Can't no black woman show up to no interview with a blank notepad and answer questions and shit at her job interview without taking no notes, especially for a position as important as Supreme Court justice. And um, 
smarter people have dissected her testimony. I'll say this. One thing that stuck out to me that I heard and I did not I did not listen to most of what she had to say because I got more important shit to do, quite frankly. I'm amazed that you guys have so much interest in the shit that be going on. And I get it. It's important. But like, so is my life. You know what I'm saying? And when this um, when this woman was talking about, um, she was talking about gay people. And people that... What's the what's the phrase? I mean, like people in the law world, people in the legal world, right? Like wording and phraseology and like that shit matters, right? So to the layman, there may be no difference between sexual preference and sexual orientation, right? To the layperson, but legally. It's a big difference. Right. So that kind of struck me as weird because I, I, I am under the belief and I am a work in progress. Right. You guys. I mean, if this is your first time listening to this podcast, don't eat my lunch. But for the people that listen to the pod regularly. You guys know I struggle with the transgender man, transgender women, what these terms actually mean in real life. I am struggling with that. That is something that I struggle with. I am trying to get better because it is the right thing to do. It is the proper thing to do if you consider yourself a halfway decent human being. And I am halfway decent. I am in no way, shape, form, or fashion all the way decent. I have a lot of work to do on myself to become decent, but I'm okay. And I don't have anything against uh, who these people choose to, you know, date, marry, love, whatever, whatever. I'm whatever. That's your fucking business. But I don't give a shit, right? But I know the difference between preference and orientation. And that word preference implies choice. Right. And if and when you talk to gay people about how they feel about their sexuality. Nothing about how they feel. Sounds like choice. Right. You'll have people tell you, oh, man, I knew from the rip. I knew I, I knew from the rip that I liked it, bro. You know what I'm saying? I. I knew from the rip that I like girls. I knew that I was different from all of the other little girls. That's what, like, you know what I mean? Lesbians to tell you, right? Like, gay dudes to tell you that they knew from the rip. That don't sound like a preference. Like, a preference is like, oh, I prefer women with big asses over women with big breasts. That's a preference. Right? Because you'll still date the woman with the small ass if you like big ass. Or the woman with small breasts if you like big breasts. You'll still date that woman. You feel what I'm saying? You'll still date the short woman even though you like tall women. Right? You'll still date the skinny woman even though you like big girls. You feel what I'm saying? You won't date the small dude if you prefer big girls. That, you know what I'm saying? I was like, huh. 
I wonder if anybody else caught that. I'm hoping somebody else caught that. And then when this woman said that um, she's an originalist or whatever the fuck that means. What the fuck are you talking about, bitch? You kidding me? Originalist? You? If you were an originalist, you wouldn't be sitting here interviewing for this job. <laughs> Fucking moron. What are you talking about? the fuck are you talking originalist are you, are you kidding me originalist that shit that shit come on man america is fucked ladies and gentlemen all right america is america america is so fucked up you know what i'm saying and you know there was um i literally had this conversation maybe maybe an hour ago where i was talking about that fight this weekend um, that UFC fight that's taking place in Fight Island, and I thought Fight Island, and, and see, stupid me, this is what conditioning is. This is what propaganda is. The whole time UFC's been talking about this Fight Island during this pandemic, right? And we've and we're fucking listen. We're seven months into this thing. All right, seven months into this thing. Right, they was talking about the the verses with Busta Rhymes and Ti, and I think Jeezy agreed to be a part of. It. I don't know who he's competing against. I've not have I've lost interest in verses. I've not been interested in verses since Beanie Man and Bounty. But that seems like it was years ago. Right, but I digress. What was I saying? How did how how did I even get there? Fuck, man! I can't believe I just did that to myself because it was a good point that I was making. It was a really good point that I was making. Damn it. I don't remember. Ugh. That vexes me. I'm terribly vexed. Can't believe it. Fuck. This Amy Comey Barrett woman, though. But, um... The original. This, this, uh, this, uh, the, the, this originalist. Like, that's not... I don't, I, I, I don't want that. I want somebody that's gonna be able to, to evolve. And adapt. And change. Because things get lost in translation. Right? Like. One of my. And and you know what? If this dude dies. And I don't. I hope nobody digs up. Any. uh, Toxic shit that David Attenborough did in his life. Right? David Attenborough. Is. Cool in the gang. I, I I'm not somebody that's out here handing out invitations to the cookout, to the proverbial cookout, like y'all be doing with a lot of these white dudes. David Attenborough's eye right with me though. I ain't necessarily saying that he that he could come to the cookout. I don't know if he could come to the cookout, but I might hold the nigga a plate at mine. All right, David Attenborough's eye right with me. I say that because. David Attenborough is 93 years old and um, you could go on, 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 you know, you could go on Netflix and you could look at his little like docu special where he gives his testimony. And he talks about his changing. So we got this woman and Amy Comey Barrett, I mean, I'm 40, 50 years old. I don't know how old she is exactly. Talk about not changing. And. You know, hey, listen, I get it. Some of the more popular white women in our society have 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 never changed. Vanna White. Vanna White has had the same job for 
shit, my whole life. Vanna White ain't changed. It's Halloween time, right? I, you know, I'm at the gym today. I see, I see somebody on, on the Food Network, on one of the TVs in the gym. They got Elvira. You guys remember Elvira? Elvira ain't changed. Good for her. But that ain't that ain't my Supreme Court justice. I'm gonna need my Supreme Court justice to change. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna need that. I'm gonna need that a, a little bit, just a little bit. You feel what I'm saying? Who who I don't who I don't want to change? I don't want Sasha Baron Cohen to change. Yo, man, 2020. We got Borat doing journalism, hardcore investigative journalism, and he's getting Rudy Giuliani to fuck up out of here. What the fuck is up with Rudy G? How can somebody who's supposed to know so much about the law do something so stupid? Bro. Again, why can't we all agree to not fuck children? Don't even invite, don't even fake invite a child to a sex party. If a child tells you that they're a child, it's like, oh, wow, damn. Like, I feel like, I mean, listen. Again, I am not. Uh, uh, I'm not a role model. I'm not. I'm not someone you should aspire to be like personally. But I have a real hard time lusting after a 21 year old, and I'm I'm not that much older than a 20. Like in terms of the earth, than a 21 year old. But I'm way too old for a 21 year old. I feel a little like, oh, damn, bitch, you're 21, shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn, how come you can't be 25? I don't know how the fuck y'all out here, like, thinking there's anything attractive about a 15-year-old girl. Like, I mean, maybe, like, visually, you know what I'm saying? Like, she, you, know, she, you know what I'm saying? She might be a pretty girl. When she tell you she's 15, how are you still feeling like a sexual vibe? That shit is, I don't, I don't understand it. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm glad that I don't understand it. And if you understand it, you need some fucking help. You know what I'm saying? You need some fucking help because that shit's not okay. Speaking of not being okay, shout out to Jeffrey Tubin. Thank you, Jeffrey, for giving, for being the fucking clown of the week, the clown of the month, bro. He is the clown of October. And when I read the story about Jeffrey, to, in, in case you don't know, right, in case you guys get your news from this podcast, I think that's a terrible idea, but thank you. Jeffrey Tubin, and, and I wasn't familiar with who Jeffrey Tubin was. I'll be clear, like, I'm still not sure what Jeffrey Tubin looks like. Um, and I don't know what it is with niggas named Jeffrey, 
But Jeffrey Tubin, um, and on the wiki, oh man, he's sixty. Oh, oh, oh he's, oh, and he's still married. All right, so Jeffrey Tubin, um, okay, during Iran Contra served as associate counsel in the Department of Justice, moved from government into writing. Okay. Oh, so this is how Jeffrey gives it up. All right, so Jeffrey Tubin was working uh, for Vice. He was a CNN contributor. Um, and he got caught getting money at work. And like they were like, yeah, Jeffrey Tubin suspended from the New Yorker uh, for masturbating on a Zoom call. And I was like, wait, what? Well, no, no, it, it didn't say masturbating, it said for exposing himself, all right? And when I first read that headline, I was like, okay, well, I mean, I can see how that happens, right? Like, you know, I take Zoom calls for work, and sometimes I'll have on, like, polo shirt. Sweater, t-shirt, hoodie. I'll have on. I'll, I'll be fully dressed from the waist up. Waist down, I may have on, you know, some ball shorts, some boxers, something like that. Because I'm not anticipating getting up before this call is over. I'm thinking it's something like that. Right? Homie stood up. You know what I mean? Dick fell out the hole of his boxers. Boom, boom, boom. That's this is what I'm thinking. Nah, nah. That ain't it. That ain't it at all. Right? Um. Oh man, and and they got a woman to. Oh, here we go. Here we go. This is this is uh this is all right 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 all right. So uh, this is from um. This is from Vice.com. And let me be clear. I don't fuck with Vice. I don't fuck with Vice. Um, that asshole that's fucking started the, the Proud Brothers helped founded, helped found Vice. Is that what it is? Help found Vice. Did he help find it? Found it? Founded Vice? He was one of the founders of Vice. And Vice News, a program I used to watch faithfully, um, they said some foul shit about, uh, you know, like Minister Farragon, and I didn't appreciate that. Um, And I stopped watching Vice News, and eventually they went off air uh, because they ain't shit. But um, Lori Wagner for Vice, Laura Wagner, excuse me, says the New Yorker has suspended reporter Jeffrey Tubin for masturbating on a Zoom video chat between members of the New Yorker and WMYC radio last week. Tubin says he did not realize his video was on. Hey, listen, that's a rookie mistake, bro. If you stepping away, if you stepping off the Zoom, you got it. It's two clicks. One for mute and one for stop video. Right? I made an extremely stupid mistake believing I was off camera. I apologize to my wife, family, friends, and co-workers, Tubin told Motherboard. I believed I was not visible on Zoom. I thought no one on the Zoom call could see me. I thought I had muted the Zoom video he added. Two people were on the call. 
Two people who were on the call told Vice separately that the call was an election simulation featuring many of the New Yorker's biggest stars, Jay Meyer, who was playing establishment Republicans, Evan Osnos, who was Joe Biden, Jelani Cobb was establishment Democrats, Masha Gessen played Donald Trump, Andrew, I don't know the fuck he was on. Both people who spoke on condition of anonymity in order to blah, blah, blah. All right, so basically, and hopefully this is something that we all can relate to. And I'm talking to my fellas for now. Ladies, I'm going to get to you in a second. Hopefully, fellas, you are lucky enough to where as though sometime in the middle of the afternoon, you can get a nude or three sent to you. Hopefully, you have someone in your life that wants to fuck you. And maybe she wants to tell you that she wants to fuck you in the middle of your work call. And maybe, just maybe, you're so compelled to get money that you got to do it right then and there. Right now, that's one. This is this is one of those good problems. All right, it's 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 one of those good problems when you want to be slutty but you can't because you got responsibilities and shit. It's one of those good problems trying to trying to hurry up and see if you could turn the time machine back to where you were 16 to where you could bust a nut in 40 seconds. Right, very difficult to do as you get older in age. As you advance in age. You don't, well, and, and, and maybe, maybe I'm just talking about myself, right? Maybe I'm just telling my business. I doubt it based off of what, how, how these women be talking about y'all on, on Twitter. I doubt it's me and only me, right? But when you're younger in life, and, and this is the Jeffrey Tubin is 16, is 60, not 16, right? So I can't imagine what it's like getting money. As a 60-year-old. But maybe, you know, something he was he he was compelled and he had to so he thought that he was turning the video away because he kind of put his screen halfway down, only to put his screen directly at his hurler. And as he proceeds to get money, I don't even know if he caught his cut. But as he proceeded to get money. And when he was done, he thought he could hop on the Zoom like everything was sweet. And we'd be seeing these screenshots. I don't know if they real. I don't know if they fake or not. But it'd be the whole Zoom array with a whole staff. And it'd be some naked little white dude. And all I'm saying is, listen, I I never had to, like, masturbate right now. There may have been some pussy. That like I had to get like right now, like yo, nigga, hurt, nigga, my flight about to leave, nigga, hurry up, nigga, my Uber coming, and you might have to, you know what I'm saying? But I like because where where are you gonna be? Where your dick is it? You know what I'm saying? Like at at any time, I felt like I had to rub one out, and if the timing wasn't right. I knew I was going to see that bitch later. I knew that she wasn't going to be able to escape me. You know what I'm saying? If you fucking yourself, 
That shit could wait. Or, hey, listen, maybe, maybe it can't. I don't know. Right? But we can't have no sympathy for this shit. We can't. I mean, what the fuck is this? We can't. We can't let this shit slide in 2020. They talking about suspend. Suspend? Suspend? Hey, man. If Jeffrey Tubin got caught jerking off in his office by himself, would he be suspended? What is what? What? what, what? Hey, listen. If Van Jones got caught jerking off, in fact, who, who was on this call? Didn't they say that Jelani Cobb was on this call? If Jelani Cobb Got caught jerking off on this same Zoom call. They suspending Jelani Cobb? Come on, man. We can't allow we can't allow this shit, bro. I mean, if not stupidity is a fireball offense. If not for being stupid. I mean for being stupid. Right? And I was amazed at, and and you know, we, we're talking about headlines. Right? I was amazed at the defenses of Jeffrey Tobin where people were really out here talking about oh yeah nah like we need to not look at it like it hey bro shut the fuck up shut the fuck up what the fuck is he talking about? Defend like uh, there was there was there was there was some white dude talking about uh, masturbation. We that needs not to be a te- yo, bro. Masturbation ain't up for debate. It ain't. He's not suspended for masturbating. He's suspended for doing it at work. He's at work, and I get it. This pandemic has essentially made our living dwellings. Our work environments also. But if you want a Zoom call for your job. Yo, bro, that bitch can wait. She's not going nowhere. She going to be there when you get off work. What? Like. Why? What? Hey, listen, if it's my, if my best friend gets caught, mac, gets caught masturbating at work, I'm not fucking writing no defense, but like, yo, hey, don't fire my man. We all masturbate. Nigga, I'm, I'm, hey, I'm lighting his ass up. That nigga gonna get hit with all kinds of jokes. B, I'm not minding my fucking, I'm, I'm, support him in private. I don't understand why people be so quick to rush to somebody's defense publicly. Send a nigga a text message, a phone call or something. Hey, bro, you all right, man? I'm praying for you. Hope everything good, man. That shit was crazy, bro. You know what I'm saying? Something like that. I can't believe this shit. I can't believe there's people out here defending uh, uh, motherfuckers. And the headlines, I mean, I mean, all the blogs and shit, media men, 
are defending. And I, I'm, 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 I'm not even gonna, not even gonna open that Pandora's box. Um, you know what I'm saying? That ain't even my, that ain't even my department. Um, I, it, it's just very hard for me to believe that 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 you know people want to be taken seriously when you're talking about defending a dude who got caught jerking off at work. I just can't believe that. I, I I don't I I it's hard for me to believe that people actually think that that's you know something to forgive, right? It, it's 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 crazy the shit that people believe. Um, um, which you know what brings me to, and where we at? And uh, this you know what this might be the last thing. And let me sit. I don't leave off one two. Yeah, this might be the last thing that we have. Cause I'm not I'm not I'm not interested in talking about these other two, but um, Fifty Cent posted a a, a screenshot or whatever. It was, it was supposed to be from some uh, about Joe Biden's tax plan. Everybody got up in arms about it, and. All right, A, who believes anything 50 Cent says on the internet? Right? And I mean, listen, we had a whole lot of fun with Ice Cube and, you know, Ice Cube's deal. And, and, you know, we're going to talk about Cube in just a second. But who believes anything fucking 50 Cent says on the internet? 50 Cent is, come on, man, come on, man. 50, 50 Cent is who we thought he was. What is he, what is we... That's number one. Number two, I don't know if y'all know this or not, but Joe Biden is running for the president of the United States. And there's a lot of uh, power, a lot of privileges, a lot of benefits that come with being the president of the United States. One thing that the president of the United States does not have dominion over is the tax rate in New York fucking city. That ain't got shit. Joe Biden can't change the taxes in the state of New Jersey. The fuck? Thirdly, All of these stats, all of these, all of this information comes, it, it, it should be sourced. Or if it's not, then the media that you're getting it from is full of shit. Which is why when I talk about articles on this podcast, I, I, hey, I got this from such and such site and it's written by so and so. Right? I, I am, I, when... When people and 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 this is something that I'm stealing from Bomani Jones. When people are on social media, you're either on social media to inform or to perform, right? So if somebody's on social media sharing some information, that shit got to be sourced, or to me, it's not credible. So the Tax Foundation was the source and the tax foundation is all fucked up 
All right, we could talk some nerd shit about how they get dated. They, 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 they don't really show the correct numbers. And it's proof that they don't show the correct numbers because, come on, man. 62%, really? Really? Over, even if it's, even if it's 62% of 100% of the income that people make when their income is more than 400000 But that's not true either, right? When you see something like a marginal tax rate, right, and it's, it's it's capped or floored at a certain dollar amount in this case 400,000 that means every amount over every dollar amount you earn over that will be taxed at whatever the marginal rate is so if it is 60% that means that if you earn $450,000 that means the 400 will be the normal tax rate that people are supposed to get in your in your class, whatever your itemized deductions are, so on and so talk to your tax professional. The fifty thousand that ex that that is in excess of the four hundred, that's the part that's taxed. You know what I'm saying? Let's let's make it easier to be fooled. Right? Right. I mean who doesn't want to be a fucking horse's ass and get tricked by everything? Speaking of getting tricked by everything, Ice Cube. Right? I'm glad. One thing that I'm glad that Cube said, I'm glad that Cube said, well, I reached out to both candidates. Biden's people told me. Go scratch, bro. We talk to you later. Holler at us after the election. Trump's people wanted a meeting. And let me be clear about something. I don't care where your sensibilities lie. I don't care how militant you purport yourself to be. I don't I don't I don't care how much shit you talk about the 45th president on these social media sites or when you're around your friends. I don't give a fuck about none of that shit. When the president of the United States requests a meeting with you you're gonna show up to the fucking meeting i don't give a fuck who you are when the president of the united states says hey bro i want to come meet with you you're showing up to the fucking meeting there ain't no like like chill with all that tough talk chill with all that shit it ain't real life you're showing up to the meeting don't fucking fault ice cube because he had a meeting with the president the fuck was he supposed to do Fuck you think Ice Cube was supposed to not go to the meeting with the president? Especially this president? How fucking vindictive is this dude? You kidding me? And I also understand why Joe Biden and his campaign chose not to meet with Cube. Biden can't fuck. Listen, you got... You got this one guy going around calling Joe Biden a radical leftist socialist and all that shit, which I mean, come on, Joe Biden. Right. So there ain't no way Joe Biden can meet with uh, Ice Cube. Fuck the police. Fuck the police coming straight from the underground. Young nigga got a bat because I'm brown. Not the other color. So police think they had the authority to kill a minority. Fuck that shit because I ain't the one for a punk motherfucker with a badge and a gun. Imagine, imagine how much fun 
Donald Trump, old crackhead, old cokehead ass son would have with that. His old other Down syndrome face looking ass son uh, put out that obviously photoshopped picture of Ice Cube at 50 Cent wearing the Trump hat. What fucking sporting event was they at wearing fucking Trump hats, you idiot? Don't be so gullible. Don't be so gullible. You know what I'm saying? But I completely get why Biden can't. Hey, Cube, listen, bro. I'm going to put you on ice, bro. You you bad for the brand right now. You, you know what I'm saying? Listen, man. People talk about the suspected racism that Joe Biden has. I'm inclined to listen to most of it. But I'll say this. It's incredible to spend 47 years in public life and the only rumor that people can dig up about you is something involving your son. It's incredible. That speaks to um, either how good you are at your job or how good you are at uh, making sure your video was off before you whack off on a Zoom call. You know what I'm saying? Um, I know there's tons of clips and shit floating around with Joe Biden sniffing girls' hair and uh, getting a little bit too handsy with some of the young women. Um, and word. I completely support those women that uh, feel like that shit's a problem and they're not comfortable in those environments. Hey, I I hear you, sister. But the other guy has 22 allegations of sexual assault. I'm not sure Joe Biden has any. The other guy has a secret Chinese bank account that we didn't even have a chance to talk about yet. And it's one of the topics, but I'm not going to talk about it. But he got a secret Chinese bank account. And do with that what you want. But does the secret Chinese bank account have more than $750 in it? Because that's how much he paid taxes in the U.S. He paid more, more tax in China than did in the United States. And anybody dealing with this pandemic. And I couldn't go to Mexico last week. So we go in the same way we started. Ladies and gentlemen, if this is your first time listening to the Hood Loves Me podcast, subscribe, rate, and comment, please. We do this thing, uh, give or take once a week. Um, I'm coming to y'all next week. I am. I am. Maybe not the week after. We'll see how the internet works. But next week, I'm coming to y'all next week. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to the Hood Loves Me podcast. I'll talk to y'all soon. Y'all, please stay safe. Please stay safe. And take it easy. And don't be so gullible. Eat it!